Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, not many can outdo Johnny when it comes to DJing. He's been at it for over 40 years, but here's a man who can. He started when he was 13 in church halls in East Belfast, and he's doing a victory lap over New Year and into 2020. And of course, he's done a whole lot more than DJing. He's with me in the studio, Terry Hooley. Terry, good morning. Good to see you, Frank. You are going to have a heck of a night on New Year's Eve. Tell me what you're doing on New Year's Eve. Well, on New Year's Eve... um I will be doing DJ in the Oh Yes Centre at Hurley's Hoot Nanny, which started off really because five years ago on the 1st of December, I wasn't well and a friend took me to the hospital and it turned out that I had a heart attack and pneumonia and I didn't believe them. And I said, I'll be out of here by the 16th of December because we've got a good vibrations party in the 100 Club in Oxford Street, one of my favourite venues in the UK. And they told me I was going nowhere. And then four nights later, I took a bad turn. And they told me I would have been dead by the time the, the, the ambulance came. So I was in hospital for nearly three months. As sure Billy was running the OES Centre, and he said, well, you missed out everything last year. You missed New Year's Eve. You missed your birthday. You missed everything. So why don't we do New Year's Eve? So we did New Year's Eve, and we got a big crowd. And then the next year, he says, well, we might not get it. We'll do it again, but we might not get a a bigger, a bigger crowd because it was a sort of sympathy thing and the next year we got a bigger crowd so every year I've been doing that and uh, this year I, I decided that would make it the last one and you're going to go out and about to a, a, a variety rather, of places. I'd rather go out with a big crowd and, and instead of it all falling off. Yeah, but, the, but you're, you're going to do 20 events 20 gigs, during yes. the course of 2020. But, but you're, you're now in your 70s, Terry. I'm and, 71 next in yeah. a few weeks' time. And for, for anyone who's been to Mars and hasn't realised what your career involved, a film's been made about it, there's a play about it now as well, the whole good vibrations thing that happened during the Troubles here when you brought so many bands onto a label and give them... Uh, exposure uh, at the heyday of punk and you know you could have bought all sorts of tunes upstairs in, in Great Victoria Street would have been when I was shopping in it you'd have a number of other venues as well you must look back on that life that you led Terry with a a, a, a real smile <laughs> well I do have to pinch myself sometimes but I honestly never thought that anybody would ever remember what we did and what we tried to do and what I really wanted to do I mean, I, I, I was an old hippie and I was the most unlikeliest person in the world to get involved with punk. And then one of my customers, when we opened the shop, one of the customers 
told me about this punk gig and I should go to see this band called Rudy. And I went down and I saw the outcasts and Rudy. And I hated the outcasts with a passion. And I didn't like them at all. And I loved Rudy and decided to set up the record label. Uh, and nine months later, I was the outcast manager. And, and uh, the record label, and honestly, to this day, do not know how that happened. And the outcast became the closest band to me on the label and, 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 and sold, still, sold, still lot, sold, sold lots, lots of records not only here but yeah. records on the continent too, yes didn't they? they were very big in France and Italy and places like that in fact uh, New Rose in France put out records by them and uh, now, I mean, since the film came out they've done more gigs than they ever did in their life and this year it's just been the whole year's gigs and next year they're fairly booked up and they're going off to America now. and I think it's great that Bands that were on the label, like the undertones and stuff, are still going out after 40 years and gigging. And is there, but is it a dignified thing to do for Greg to be out front with the outcasts? Greg loves it. Like, he, he he's, he's my age, it. he's older than me. Greg, Greg, Greg has never seen a camera that he, that he doesn't love. Greg is just, he just loves it all. And, uh, and on the 21st of December, they, they do, started to do, uh, a Christmas party in the black box every year and they've got two French bands coming over and the one that I'm really looking forward to seeing is the French punk accordion band because I've never seen a French punk accordion band and I've always loved French music since as a child hearing on the BBC uh Boom by Charles Trenny. I've always loved music. And in the 60s, there was always people like Francois Zardy and people like that, Johnny Halliday. And, and I'm looking forward to that. Do you still have a, a massive collection? Because no, I don't. You, you lost some in the fire. But I did. I lost did, a, a big collection in the fire because things at home hadn't been great. So uh, one Easter, I, I met a friend, moved a lot of stuff. <laughs> down to North Street Arcade and th- three weeks later so well, it all went up in a fire so, so the best of the stuff went up at that time I, I lost a, a collection which I couldn't replace so, and, uh, and it took me it took me about ten years to, to talk about it without breaking down and crying but I'm not as fanatical about music as I used to be uh, but I, but I, I was born in Botanic Avenue but grew up in uh, Prefab Bungalow in Garneville and all we had was a big radio and I loved listening to radio and the best thing that my father ever did for me, he went to a trade union do in Sweden and he came back with transistor radio for me and I just thought that was the greatest thing in the world and I still enjoy doing DJ and it's great, I can't get a crowd in Belfast but anywhere outside from Manchester to Moscow I get a crowd but Nowadays, DJs, I have a friend who goes out and does DJ on a Saturday night on his phone. This is not the same to me. No, it's incredible the way and they can even, do it. Now, yeah, using, yeah. using laptops. But how do you do it? How does 71 year old Terry Hooley do it? The, the guys today plug their phone into a set of speakers and they don't say anything. They just look down at their feet and the kids love what they're hearing. That, that's the way it is. This is 2019 going into 2020. But this is a guy in his 50s asking a guy in his 70s, how do you do it? Considering that you are very much seen as iconic in music terms here in, in Belgium. Fast and in Northern Ireland. Well, I don't do it. I don't do a lot of talking because uh, sometimes they're a bit worried about putting a microphone in front of me. I'd be preaching their love, peace, and understanding. But uh, 
<coughs> friends say that I have a great ability to judge a, a crowd, but I've been to that many gigs and I've been to that, uh, that many discos and stuff over the years that I think, and I usually, it's when people come up and ask you to play something, you, you get a feel. I mean, I, I love all kinds of music. I'm not a musical snob at all in any way and I never judge people for what they like because you just never know I mean I have friends who are fanatical about bands that I don't I'm not that fussed on but I can understand that passion and uh, I, I mean Recently, I was thinking, I've got all this 60s music and I never get to really get much of a chance to play it. And I thought about going out and doing a night. And I, and I met Pedro, I, I, who owns a sunflower, and I mentioned to me for me next day and gave me a date. And I went out and well, Stuart Bailey and I did it and we had a fantastic night. And they danced the night away and it was all Motown and soul. And all, all. So is that what we'll get on New Year's Eve? Or oh, will, you get a bit of everything. But, but will there be a punk element to it? Oh yes, you get a bit. You get a bit of that. Get, I mean, I I, 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 just don't go out and play punk. Far from it. I play all kinds of music, so I do, and uh, it, it's just stuff that I love. But I, I would imagine if you're, playing, I don't go out and play but, greatest hits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're playing play, Blondie, play. if you're playing Blondie, you're unlikely to be to be playing her biggest her, her biggest songs. You're, are are you going? Well, to, I, mean, I would play one way or another because everybody knows that because of JLS. <laughs> yeah, but would you would you would you play album tracks or would you? Oh yeah, I would play album right, tracks. Right, so people play. will put up with that. Yes. Oh, I, I mean, uh, I, I sure Billy wrote a blog about me. And he says, you know, Terry's going to go out and he's going to do Dublin and he's going to do Drock and he's going to do Dundalk. These are places where, 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 when I start playing music, they dance the night away. They don't stop from the very first record. And uh, it's, it's amazing, and I play a lot of Northern Soul. And are you I playing just, it off vinyl? I play a bit of reggae, play a bit of ska. Are you using vinyl? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm using CDs. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel a bit guilty about I, I, that. I know because even though you did lose a lot of vinyl, I know you yes. still have you still have a significant am, amount of it. Not as but, much, but not what you not what you yeah. had as as a treasured. I've actually given away away charities. <laughs> did you do that as well? Yeah. Oh, do, do you regret giving away? No, vinyl? I don't. I say I used to be. I don't since the fire. No, I'm not precious about anything. And if people said to me they were looking for a record, and I had it in my garage, I go there. You are. I'd rather you have it in the house and just go up in a fire or something. Yeah, yeah. As long as... So you were always an easy man to deal with, Terry. Anyone who went in and out to the shop, and anyone of my age or uh, younger and certainly older, who would have had, you know, a few years of interacting with Terry Hooley would know that you knew music. You were also a guy who would have given... You would have given somebody a couple of bob off a record, and that was, that was good. Well, you know, there was a... You could wheel, we could wheel and deal with you. When you, see, when you saw it come across in the movie or on the, on the, the stage, how, how do you feel about that as an individual? Well, in the movie, when I first started to see the movie, I, 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 I didn't see it straight away. Gary Lightbody sent me a text one day saying, Terry, the movie's fantastic. You must be really proud. And then 10 minutes later, he sent me a text saying, I didn't realise you haven't seen the movie. And then Johnny Quinn, who, who was actually my drummer in the band, uh, we had called the Hearts of Steel, and and when Johnny sent me, he was also in Snow Patrol. Yes, drummer, and uh, when Johnny sent me a text saying, "Tell you, the movie's fantastic." 
I didn't have to worry about the movie and there was no hurry to see it. And then we had a private showing at QFT and I, and I was told to invite some family and friends and Glenn Patterson said Terry's no idea what a few family and friends are the place was packed and uh, and I saw it and I cried through it a lot and I cried what an idiot it was but the, the punks are very fierce about their their history and everything that happened here and we're very proud of our history uh, and I was a bit worried about how they would feel about it and, and they loved it. And a lot of people who had beaten me up because I was bringing the kids both sides, the paramilitaries and all, and they saw the film and a lot of them came and apologised to me. And did, did you did you get as much hassle yeah, as had been suggested there? Uh, yeah, we did. We did get, get a lot of... I was beat up outside the shop, left for dead one night. Uh, yes, I mean, not everybody appreciated... Not everybody appreciated what we were trying to do. And all I was trying to do was put Northern Ireland back in the music map because when I grew up in the 60s and started going to gigs... There were 80 clubs in the round Belfast, from little church halls to massive ballrooms, like the Plaza Ballroom. Used to open it on a Friday uh, and on a Wednesday at lunchtime, and it used to be packed. And uh, the revolving stage and had bands on and, and DJs. And, and it was just a, just a magical time for me. And I thought the 60s would never end. And unfortunately, they, they ended very badly in Northern Ireland. That is so true. And the 70s were horrific. Yeah, but you, but you kept the flag flying, you kept the music beat to the fore, and you interacted with some of the, I suppose, the emerging names at the time. You, you touched on the undertones there. I saw a documentary recently about the undertones where they really sold the rights to so much of their, their music for a decent enough sum at the time, but very little in the in the longer term. And the guy who owns Sire Records is now right. making a lot of money out of the talent of the O'Neills and other lads who are fr- from, yeah. from Derry. Did, did, did a lot of people t- make a wrong move regards well, fa- I, finances? I, I, I mean, I never had a contract with any of the bands and I never really made any money out of it. But that wasn't what my... My role was, was not really to run a record label. Although I'm very proud of a, a lot of records that we put out. And, so, I, I mean, I did sign up some terrible bands. By the time they went into the studio and, and, and started getting real gigs, they became fantastic bands. And... Uh, uh, I, I, when I, when I signed up a band, I wasn't looking at them how they were now. I was thinking, if they stick together for a year, what would it be like? And, uh, <laughs> signed up some dreadful bands that turned out to be wonderful bands. So and you it, liked you liked Rudy and you liked the outcast. Rudy was the Obviously one band that we always thought would make it, and the undertones as well. Who 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 else would you say should have should, should have been big or were big and you interacted with them? Well, I think about the first ten records on the label, they all got signed up to other record labels. I mean, Rudy, Rudy, who, who Rudy went to London, I think, too quickly. And really, we're getting help from Pete Waterman, of all people. Uh, Bernie Rhodes, who was the Clash's manager, and Malcolm McLaren, who was the Sex Pistols manager. But it's just, I think rock and roll sometimes is about being in the right place at the right time. And uh, then Rudy came back and recorded for us again. But Rudy eventually got signed up to Jamming Records, which was financed by Paul Weller out of the Jam, because they'd done tours with Paul Weller. Unfortunately, we'll never see Rudy play again. And that'd be the one band that I'd love to get together 
Brian Young is out with his own band, the Sabre Jets. Victim was the second band. They got signed up to TJM and, and Liverpool. The third band of the Outcast and they've been signed up to f- quite a few labels. And uh, then the undertones for Sire. Protex and the Extremists both got signed up to uh, Polydor and then there's the tearjerkers they got signed up to uh, I have to stop you at that one because uh, yes. I love the tearjerkers yes. on a song called Part Time Love Affair oh that was great it was a great song that yeah. was a fantastic song that song should actually have been uh, a top of the pops number one hit and I suppose some great punk tunes didn't make it and no. that, that was one of the ones that you know didn't get, catch the radar's lights but I, I loved that song yeah and they they were they were another great band, and then they had an offshoot, and they did it. They did a song called "The Worst Julie," which I absolutely love. And then there was the Moon Dogs. They got signed up to Real Records, and they had their own UT, ITV series. Moon, Moon Dogs Dog were Dairy, weren't they? Yes. And acceptable. Well, it was a <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Hamilton. Jackie Hamilton, who's very big in the BBC in and, comedy and, and produces comedy, a lot yes, of the Priscilla comedy shows. He, he was the man behind well, the it's Moon Dogs. Funny how. Many people that were on the label ended up in the BBC. Now, Krilla DeVille, who got signed up to EMI, who we put out the first two records, Mike Edgar became the head of music in the BBC. Owen, out of Protex, became a producer, and a great producer, does a lot of programmes. and got Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes, who I love, to narrate a doo-wop show. Uh, and uh, and other people. <laughs> it's incredible. You you have you have uh, such a you know long list of experiences. No wonder Terry. It's been in the film Good Vibrations on the stage with Good Vibrations, and now your farewell tour, including at the Oh Yeah Centre on New Year's Eve, the Hooli Hoot Nanny that I'm sure people will will want to see. Uh, Terry, it's great seeing you again. And, Lovely to see and, you, Frank. You know, enjoy retirement. Enjoy <laughs> retirement. I don't think you'll ever fully retire, but enjoy No, it. I, 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 I'm not great at the travelling. Well, I tell you, uh, you have travelled for a man who isn't right. great at it. And, of course, you've brought us uh, some tunes, including this. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.